The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, Robert H. Butler is with us here now on Shout Radio and we're going to talk about his Who Endures series and he's got his coffee already, haven't you? I do. So the Who Endures series, how would you describe it? I would say it's uh, kind of a villain story, Rise of a Dark Empress sort of thing. One of my readers uh, compared it to watching the rise of a Sith Lord, Mm. which say as a star wars fan i kind of like that analogy yeah where did the idea come from for it a couple of years ago i was working as a trainer out at fort bliss and i was only having to work about 20 hours a week and i was watching a series and reading the novels of an animated series called overlord and war stories just didn't seem to exist for that one i mean the, Mm. the the novels were well written the story was very good but it seemed to beg for a war story and nobody was writing one. And then one day somebody started one that seemed to promise a really good story. And then I guess they, they got intimidated by the idea of writing a full blown war Hmm. and they gave up. And I was so disappointed by the fact that they gave up that I started writing my own. Is it quite hard to write a war story? I mean, how did you find it? I started writing it and um, almost kind of for fun. I had 20 Mm. hours a week of work, which was fine. And so, you know, sometimes you have to to read the story you want to write. You have, or sorry, to read the story you want, you have to write it yourself. Mm. And so I did. And it started getting popular within the fandom. And it started getting more and more and more popular. And I introduced a character named Nua Kellen Iwood. Meant to be kind of very minor, very mm. small, not a big role, but something about her clicked with the reader base for this particular fan fiction. And what ended up happening was they were so worried that she would die that some of the readers started doing something called, or what they called the Save Nua campaign. Save <laughs> Nua 2019. Uh, and started sending me fan art of the character. And at that point, I couldn't kill her. I continued to expand the war concept. Uh, I borrow heavily from history. Uh, Mm. So characters that I write are often based off of real people. Wow. Uh, For example, the main character in that story um, was based off of a combination of Attila the Hun, Joan of Arc, um, you know, Cesare Borgia and other major historical figures to create someone who was powerful, charismatic and slightly unhinged. And when you're basing these characters off people from history 
where do you look and when do you look? Is it specific countries and specific eras or could it be from anywhere? Uh, anywhere. Uh, the whole world, it belongs to a writer to plunder. I will steal concepts from anything and everywhere for inspiration. Uh, yeah. Every writer is kind of a thief in a way. Yeah. Uh, whether you mean Tolkien or George R. R. Martin or David Eddings, every great author borrows from the past. Uh, mm. They all do it, myself included. Uh, and why not? You know, you stand on the shoulders of giants and every culture is kind of a gift to the rest of the world. So you yeah. get to create something new to break it down and to convey new messages and new concepts. Uh, in the war story that I wrote for Overlord, um, the theme of PTSD suffering and recovery mm -hmm. after trauma ran throughout most of it. Um, in the Who Endures series, as that minor character that has now become a main character, uh, one of the recurring themes is responsibility for herself and you know the, the people who come under her care and under her command going from somebody who's villainous and indifferent to someone who's villainous and well-intentioned yeah when you get inspiration from history do you think that makes it more believable and realistic? Because, of course, these things happened. It's not made up from your head. Yeah, I think it does. I think it makes things very realistic to draw from things that are themselves very real. And uh, it, it offers a chance to kind of explore the driving forces in history itself and the driving forces of mankind. Uh, yeah. Even the worst of villains were more than one thing. Uh, you know, you could have somebody who was like uh, Alexander the Great, who was a great, who was a conqueror and did a lot of terrible things, but he also had you know noble goals and aspirations of uniting peoples and everything else. Um, there was a movie about him that portrayed that very well. They had a, a line in there that always stuck with me: "Is says, we must kill the dreamers, or they will destroy us, or something like yeah. that." Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think sometimes I don't know. About about in America but sometimes we look back on kings and stuff and the stuff that they did is pretty horrible but we sort of think of them as big important people from our history that should be celebrated yeah um you know i mean most of history is filled with villain stories in one form or fashion even the ones that we admire in the context of their time we would consider them to be criminals or war criminals today uh, I don't think we should idealize the past too much. Um, history is there for us to learn from, mm. uh, and in case of artists and writers and the like, to draw from. Uh, you know, you don't have to write something that's purely heroic or purely villainous. You can create a character or a story where even if you uh, you know think something someone is a villain, their motivations and their drives and ambitions make sense. Yeah. Um, in the Odor series, for example, uh, the main character, her the goal she starts with is all she wants to do is conquer an empire for herself to trade it over to the empire that she came from that rose up after this terrible war and in exchange for giving over an empire to the god that rules that empire she would get one person resurrected that is her attempt at a gift but as she starts to care about the country that she's in and become assimilated and starting to think of it as home she start to, starts to look at her old home in a different light. She start, starts to see it as a threat. So the novel goes from one dark empress's selfish ambition to one dark empress's ambition to protect her people and her home from the destruction that will inevitably come their way if she's not prepared to meet her homeland on equal terms. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier there was one character who you didn't end
end up killing off because there was whole petitions and everything about it. Do you generally go for what your fans want and are thinking or do you mostly like to write what you think works best? I'll go with what works best, but and you know, if you interview a lot of writers, if you deal with a lot, <laughs> something occurs called character rebellion mm. uh, on occasion where no matter how you write something, it won't work and it will feel like the character wants to do something different. And then mm. the only way to make the story work is to do what it seems like the character really wants to do. Um, it happens a lot. And yeah. this particular character, honestly, if the death would have made the story better, then yeah, I probably would have gone for it. But because the character had changed so much in the short time that she'd been on scene and on screen, uh, I just couldn't picture the character dying the way that I had originally thought they might. Hmm. Uh, and they just kind of phoenixed themselves back to life, you might say. Yeah. At what point do you realise you've perhaps written the wrong thing about the character? I mean, does it immediately feel wrong or is it somewhere down the line? It's usually pretty immediate. Like, this doesn't feel right. This character wouldn't say this. This character wouldn't do this. Um, it's hard not to listen to them. Um, yeah. there, was a, there was a movie uh, made a couple of years ago about Charles Dickens Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Writing, um, a Chris, I think it was called A Christmas Carol. Um, hmm. You know, one yeah. of Tiny Tim and... Yeah, uh, Scrooge. Yeah, Scro Ebenezer Scrooge. I forget the name now, but... Uh, the movie was about how they, the characters that he created sometimes seem more real to him than the people that he knew. Wow. And uh, so they would, the, throughout the movie, 
the characters would be talking to them like they were right there uh, and that is what it kind of feels like when you get really into a story a lot of people say that they feel like a book is writing itself and they're just basically being a medium actually physically putting the pen to paper as it were would you go as far as to say that or do you still have a say in what ends up in the book you know stories seem to evolve sometimes like i will have a specific end in mind and i will know almost down to the last word what the ending will be and then sometimes things go differently usually what happens is the main character will get the end i intend but then the side characters have become something different uh and they go on their own journey in the who endures series um there is a character named sato all right he's the prince of a city called Kamestra. And Camestra is essentially a version of like uh, ancient Sparta, really just a militaristic society, not a large population, but the most dangerous people on the battlefield. Uh, and he uh, he was an idealist. He was a dreamer. He thought his people were invincible. He thought he was invincible. He made some bad decisions and the whole city ends up collapsing. I right. thought his story arc was going to be very short. He was going to end up giving the main character some legitimacy and then dying off. But instead, he became something very different. Uh, yeah. he, he didn't follow the path I originally laid out for him. And now he's, um, I guess you could say, very uh, um, a person much more at peace with their responsibilities, their failures, and he's still growing. He's in a new novel now that I'm working on, mm. uh, Who Endures Conflicted Duty, which I'm about 10, 11 chapters into right now, wow. which bridges the gap between the sixth and seventh, uh, the sixth and ninth book, uh, a bunch of events. So about him taking over a whole new city uh, and assisting somebody else. That sounds exciting. How has it been interacting with your fans? Because, of course, we've mentioned that petition earlier, but what else is the reaction like? I mean, honestly, I love it. I know there are people who write books who want to remain aloof and distant, but I like being able to interact with readers. I love the... I like people. People are interesting. Even people you don't like can have a story to tell. And I love seeing the impact on people's lives. Like, when I ended that fan fiction that I wrote, it was 216 chapters or take and uh, over a million it was one million forty six thousand words it took a solid year to write and then when i wrote the final words in that story i had um, people leaving messages writing you know uh, you know writing to me on that, uh, that platform and yeah. leaving reviews telling me how much they cried how much they loved it and it was you know how, how much the story meant to them after all that time um, you know, and it was that meant a lot to me. I like yeah. seeing the impact of my work on the people who read it. And I it's hugely motivational to me to be able to interact mm-hmm. with people who like my stuff. I mean, I live with it when people don't. Not everybody's <laughs> gonna like that. That's fine. But when people really connect with a character, when it helps them, you know, see something new about themselves. Like one guy wrote to me and said he saw the signs of PTSD in that character Mm. uh, and recognized the same symptoms in an uncle who had been behaving, you know, kind of off uh, unhinged, uh, very much like that character did in their certain moments. And they're like, wow, I think my uncle may have PTSD and they were going to try and get him some help. You can have huge impacts on people through fiction. It's sometimes easier to connect with fictional characters than it is with real people, precisely because we see everything about their, their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions. 
they don't judge us and we and they don't reject anyone who reads them every character will be as open with the next person as they are with whoever you are no character will ever care all that all that matters is that you get something from the story and interacting with readers and fans lets me see just what that is and it's a great way to learn to i learn a lot mm. by seeing what works and what doesn't uh, by directly talking to my reader base yeah and that's interesting about the ptsd there did you have to do a lot of research to find out what the signs of ptsd are and put them in the character or do you know that anyway i already know a lot of that um like i said i was uh, i've been in the military for many years mm. uh, i served in iraq and afghanistan i was around a lot of different soldiers some of whom had, shall we say, uh, unpleasant experiences mm. and had some of those symptoms themselves. And uh, PTSD, signs and symptoms, is something that everybody is kind of taught to be aware of. And uh, yeah. it's been a thing for years in the American military to push for awareness of these things so that people can get the help that they need. And what else are you working on? You've mentioned another book that you're about 11 chapters into, right? Oh, yes. I uh, I work on multiple books at once. I've got wow. uh, three going right now. Uh, there's Who Endures Conflicted Duty. There's uh, Ghost in the Cloud, which is based off of the Lambda case. I don't know if you know about that. Uh, Sounds familiar. Yeah, the Lambda case was the, the Google chatbot that uh, an engineer insisted had gained sentience. Yeah, I know the word Lambda because it's something to do with a wavelength. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a, a chatbot that a Google engineer says has attained sentience. He's lost his job. He's you know been suspended from work and everything, but he's absolutely convinced that this bot that they created is self-aware. Oh. Uh, I haven't made up my mind on that. I have my doubts, of course, but the concept is such an interesting one that I downloaded all of the transcripts and everything that I could find to read through it and uh, started reading philosophy of mind and, and things off of like the Stanford Encyclopedia to learn more about you know free will and sentience and to, to create a new narrative, a new novel about something like that and where the reader will have to decide for themselves where the AI is sentient or not by the end of the novel. I don't know if I would call it sci-fi or <laughs> not. I guess it kind of depends on whether or not what uh, what you think of it at the end. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm also working on one called Adopted by Humans, uh, Volume 2, which is a soft science fiction about an alien anthropologist and his life on Earth. It's very much a found family kinds of story, kind of story, uh, as my daughter would put it, wholesome 100. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find your whole book series and other books in the meantime? Uh, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, they're uh, all up there that are released right now. I have another six finished novels that I haven't uploaded yet, mostly because I don't have the cover art prepared for it yet. And mm. I have to go through and finish the editing, which is always an ongoing trial. <laughs> but if somebody goes in and looks up Adopted by Humans or uh, How Misunderstandings Made a Demon Lord or Who Endures uh, Strange Lands, which is the title of the first one. It's up to the fifth right now. Uh, wow. Yeah, they'll find them pretty easily. Um, in fact, the How Misunderstandings Made a Demon Lord made it to number 19, I think it was, in uh, Dark Fantasy Horror. Yeah. Well, many thanks for coming on today. It's been great to talk to you. All right. Well, it's been a real pleasure, and I uh, hope to do this again sometime. The throbbing pulse of sound, sound, sound.